Greetings, friends. Welcome back to our short video for this week. And today, uh, I just wanted to kind of go back and just discuss a little more about our prophets portion, which was called Vaira, and it dealt with like the first ten plagues that fell upon Egypt. And some things to just kind of ponder and think about a little bit deeper. Number one, it's believed, and there's a lot of documentaries out there, there's books and things that you can look at, research, that the plagues that God poured out upon Egypt were direct assaults to the gods that Egypt worshipped. And so they worshipped the Nile, they worshipped the river, right? Um, they worshipped certain insects and things of that nature. But I would argue that one of the things that we don't commonly think about that they worshipped as a god or saw as a god that was swiftly destroyed with these judgments was this perception that Pharaoh himself was god. The magicians looked at Pharaoh as god. The Egyptians looked at Pharaoh as god. Um, you can fact check me on this, but I believe that the Bible never refers to Pharaoh by a name other than Pharaoh until after the Exodus. So it's it's just very, very interesting. And there's this moment, you know, the Egyptians were able to kind of replicate the first couple of plagues, right? And they were also able to replicate the staff turning into a serpent. Of course, Moses' staff, Aaron's staff, swallowed the serpents of... Of the magicians, right? The sorcerers. But when the gnats came, the magicians tried to replicate that and were unable to. And when they realized that this is a power beyond what any sorcery or witchcraft or the god Pharaoh himself could provide, they started to acknowledge and fear that Jehovah was the one true God. So if we go to verse 18 here in our story so chapter 8 verse 18 and it says and they did so and Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and he struck the dust of the earth and it became gnats on man and beast and all the dust of the land became gnats and all of the land of Mitzrayim that is to say Egypt and the magicians did similar with their magic to bring forth gnats but they were unable and there were gnats on man and beast. And the magicians then said to Pharaoh. So they're looking at Pharaoh. He probably has the elongated skull, like the Nephilim. As is depicted in Egyptian artwork and things of that nature. Thought he was a god. And it says the magicians then said to Pharaoh. This is the finger of Elohim. This is the finger of God. But the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not listen to them as Jehovah had said. And then you have the most, arguably the most severe judgment, with the exception of Sodom and Gomorrah, and maybe Jerusalem in 70 AD. It's debatable. But this plague, or this judgment that falls upon Egypt, this hailstone mixed with fire. And this is something that we overlook. We think hail falling, destroying vegetation, destroying beasts and servants and probably infrastructure and homes. And 
but it was mixed with fire. And one of the important things about that is because that's out of the realm of possibility, right? I mean, only God could mix ice and fire at the same time. And it's this very judgment that causes Pharaoh to even realize and to take his moment and look in the mirror and realize he isn't God. Jehovah is God. He isn't righteous. Jehovah is righteous. So let's just look at that real quick here. And Moshe stretched out his rod towards the Shemayim, and Jehovah sent thunder and hail, and fire came down to the earth. Thunder, hail, fire. And Jehovah rained hail on the land of Egypt. Thus there came to be hail and fire flashing continually in the midst of the hail, very heavy. Such has not been in the land, and such has not been in all the land of Midstream since it became a nation. And the hail smote in all the land of Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail smote every plant of the field and broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. And Pharaoh sent, and he called for Moshe and Aaron. And he said to them, I have sinned this time. Jehovah is righteous, and my people and I are wicked. Of course, that was short-lived. Moses knew it was going to be short-lived. Moses tells him, you know, I'll go and pray and the thunder will cease and all this will stop. But as for you and your servants, I know that you do not yet fear Elohim. Very, very interesting. It should also be noted that a lot of these judgments are very similar to the trumpet judgments that will come in the last days. And here's the tragedy and the most common denominator. All these things are happening, but the Egyptians and Pharaoh himself, even though he has moments, never repent of their wickedness. They never do. And so, such is the last days as well. So let me just go back here. I typically don't read New Testament scriptures out of the Holy Scriptures, but this is the Bible in front of me. So we're going to go to Revelation chapter 16. I believe that's the right thing. Yeah, 16. And we're going to wrap up with that thought. Even when the judgments are coming out, even when Pharaoh knows because no one else could do this but the one true God, still no repentance. And this is the hardened heart and the lack of humility and the stubbornness and the stiff-neckedness of godless people. Verse 8, the book of Revelation, And the fourth angel, or messenger, poured out his bow on the bowl on the sun. And it was given to him to burn men with fire. And men were burned with great heat. And they blasphemed the name of Jehovah who possesses authority over these plagues. And they did not repent to give him glory or esteem. They know it's him, but they refuse. They're saying, I know God is real. I know he's the one doing this. I choose hell. I choose suffering because I'm that stiff-necked. I'm that stubborn. It's a tragedy. And this is the world we live in today. 
I don't believe an atheist. I believe every man, woman, knows in the depths of their heart that there is a God. What they're saying is, I choose sin. I choose temporary pleasure in this world. I choose temporary pleasure. Even though my life is so short, it's just a vapor compared to eternity. I choose that over God. And so I'm going to invent these ideas, and I'm going to try to rationalize these things in my heart and mind and believe that there is no God. But the day is coming when it will be obvious to all, blatant to all, recognized by all, and yet they will still reject him. That is our study for this morning. I pray that you've been blessed and strengthened. If this channel and the podcast itself is blessing you, please consider supporting it by going to scriptureandprophecy.com. Thanks for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.